Welcome to Side Talk. Welcome to Side Talks. <laughs> what? <laughs> I took a hard, I did a hard shift right in the middle of that. that that's you're, wow, you're like. It's like you said something, and then the little quarto guy who's growing out of your stomach, like in Total yeah, Recall, totally chimed in. Grab the mic and was like, "Welcome to Side Talks. Let's talk about movies. Let's talk about movies. What's your name? Uh, my name is Corey Craft, <laughs> and I'm Rachel Morgan. <laughs> I'm not. What's this shit? I kept it low. You did. It was a more subdued low. version. It was respectful. It was respectful. Um, this movie is not respectful. Uh-oh. It's a disrespectful movie, This is a huh? disrespectful what's this shit moment. Okay. And I think you're going to know it, and you might even fucking like it, Corey. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So I'm watching, and there are um, there are people in a window Uh-oh. firing guns from a window. Well, that's no good. Nope, it's not. And then there's a voice that's like... <laughs> I'm not joking. It's like that. Like, I'm not just doing that to be funny right now or trying to be funny. And so the shooting happens. There's like, it's like automatic weapons. And Uh then they're shooting at things. There's a bunch of firing happening at creatures that I'll just say, I don't want to tell you what they look like because you'll know what this is right away. Uh But I I had a thought, and it's funny that I had this thought because of all the things I could suspend my disbelief about here, I was like, I don't think guns could kill those. And then there's more. So these are creatures that are clucking like chickens. Mm, that's not clucking. That's a like weird, like, I can't get deep enough probably, okay, okay, but it's okay. a like, you know where I'm going, I think. Um, and then they hang glide out of the window. Okay. They jump from the window and hang glide and they get on the ground and then they begin shooting at the, at the big giant, very giant metal things. Metal things now. Big giant metal things that are going, how do you not know this? I am shocked. I mean, geez, I don't know. You're I throwing a lot at me here. And we- really, then it kind of, it kind of. Um, let me see. Oh, there's a there's a sweeping score. That's uh-huh. a shocker. Uh-huh. Um, like a little bit too dramatic. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, and that's um. People hang glide from a window. They're firing big guns. At, at- they they jump out the out of the window, which I at first just think that they're just okay. I, and then they and then it their little parachutes open. Uh huh. Yeah, I can't believe you don't know what this is. No, I'm going to need a little bit more information. Okay, so uh, the the these are big, clunky metal. They're, these are creatures. transformers. Yes. Okay, so this is one of the transformers. It movies. is, and how do you not know it? I thought you knew all of them. Well, I've seen all of them. Um, is one of the people who jumps out of the window? Are these like military dudes? And is this like a skyscraper? Maybe. Yes. So this is probably the third one. This is probably Dark of the Moon. It is. You got it. Wow. You got it. It did take you a minute. Well, I'm a you know, little I was, surprised. I was stuck on like, when you said creatures, I was thinking like, like. I hear you. Like I, I gave you the wrong Gremlins or right. like uh, a quiet place monsters or things like that. Like, but, but, but yeah, robots. Yeah. These are. Yeah. It's, it's I didn't want to give it away robots. though. No, I mean, I, I knew you. the minute I said that. Yeah. That would have given it away immediately. I didn't do a great vocal impersonation but uh, but i tried i did try uh now this third transformers movie dark of the moon is the best one. Oh, um oh so it is this clearly is the, the franchise high point um it is the most um well executed michael bay mayhem in the whole franchise um and it's the the last one with shia labeouf um Mm -hmm. recently disgraced uh movie star shia labeouf before he um you know 
completed his journey into disgrace. I know. But, uh, you know, for Olivia Wilde, there's been a major silver lining. <laughs> yeah, so she, gonna... <laughs> well, she found love, didn't she? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So There's that silver lining is what we call Harry Styles. Uh, Dark of the Moon, not great, um, but kind of great. In its own way. But you're it, saying it's the best of the series. Yeah, you know, it's not a good series. Um, I, I will say that seeing Transformers Dark of the Moon, this third movie, uh, in IMAX 3D was really cool. Ooh, um, I don't know if I could stomach that. I, I, I might be able to take, you know, that's the thing about IMAX for me. Yeah. I get very overwhelmed. And why is it that they want to put these, like, three-hour runtime, two-and-a-half-hour runtime oh, films in the IMAX? It's nauseating. Yeah, the, no, no good, no good. Um, but this movie is also fun because it, it borrows a lot of Coen Brothers uh, okay. repertory actors like uh, Francis McDormand and John Malkovich are in this movie randomly. You're kidding me I right now. I, this, is, this is making me sad. They got to eat. Oh, Corey. Make that money. Make that money, John. <laughs> make that money, Francis. So you can it's make really, a, I know. When you know, some other obscure indie movies that I like more. Two million dollar paychecks for an indie. It is tough to feed yourself. It really, really <laughs> you know, is. They've so got kids right. to feed. Come on. Uh, and, you know, properties to keep up, I imagine. Uh, a lot of those. <laughs> this is going off the rails right now. Um, and it's really just supposed to be what's the shit. So let me try to put it back in line and tell you that I watched 45 seconds of this thing and thought it was miserable. <laughs> well, I don't recommend you see the other two hours and 45 minutes of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I'm counting that as you got it. I'm glad, because so, I did. I did get it. It took me a minute, but I got it. That's that shit. And now, Fast Film Terms. Fast Film Terms. I thought I'd slow it down. You you sure did. <laughs> but but it's Fast Film Terms. I it's know. supposed to move fast. Well, let me do that then. All right. What's a cheese plate? Well, it's a um, like a charcuterie like uh, arrangement of delicious it is. cheeses. And, it is. You, know, you can um, have it a craft table yeah perhaps. it is it definitely Craft is and, and i'm gonna call it i no disrespect to any other restaurant in town but cafe dupont has the best cheese plate in birmingham my wife sponsor will us, please. really want to know that yes it's very it's my favorite okay um and that's a city with a lot of good cheese plates mm-hmm. but that is not what we're talking about today okay <clears throat> even though i could we could let, why don't we do a podcast on cheese plates later okay no so, you'll need kathleen in here to do that well, she I'm, she knows a lot more she knows from cheese plates i will poach her for that okay but this actually in the industry, a cheese plate is a metal plate that has holes in it, uh-huh. and it's kind of got a multi-purpose kind of deal. It's usually used to mount a camera on something. I have a bunch of these in my classroom. Um, it's really, okay. it, it, generally speaking, you're gonna. Um, it gives you this versatility to sort of put it on a stabilizer, put a camera on a stabilizer. Yeah, I so, gotcha. I've seen these before. Yeah, you can probably picture it. So big, you know, a little bit of a thicker kind of cut metal plate with holes in it. Um, you get the, you'll get one of these generally speaking when you purchase a glide cam. Yeah. Which is our other fast film term really quickly, which I think we've said before. So we'll just do sort of a, a you know, a reminder of, of a, of a glide cam, which is this sort of a affordable stabilizer that allows you to, to move a camera up and down, left and right, and sort of pivot in yeah. a very smooth motion. And, and they generally, have a cheese plate on them because you are going to put your camera on that and mount it to to the glide cam. Important to point out that glide cams are very affordable, but also um, really are intended for cameras that are around ten pounds or less. Sure. So, and that's cheese a lot plates, of cameras these days. Glide cams, cheese plates, and glide cams. They're not as fun as the cheese plate at Cafe Dupont, but they're still there. <laughs> and now a look at what we're watching this week. 
Corey, what are you watching lately? So I want to highlight three new releases. Um, the first is a release that I mentioned last week that I was going to watch, and I watched it, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. I is watched, this Nick Cage It's stuff? the Nick, Nick Cage movie, Willy's Wonderland, <laughs> uh, where he um, gets a job as a night janitor at a Chuck E. Cheese-style place, uh, and it turns out the animatronics are possessed and want to kill him. Um, it is exactly what I wanted from that movie. Yeah. Um, so what else can you say? You know, um, so I, you liked it. I liked it. Um, it's it's low budget. It's got a kind of a, a no frills grindhousey vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but it is it is fun. And Nick Cage, he's he does not speak a word of dialogue throughout the entire movie. His character oh. is silent, uh, and that is kind of hilarious in and of itself. Okay, um, interesting choice. Yeah, the the other two are also movies that came out this weekend, um, and the, I, I both I liked both of these a lot more. Um, the first is a movie I've been looking forward to for a really long time that was delayed by COVID and delayed and delayed and delayed until it was finally released by its distributor, A24, exclusively to stream on a streaming streaming service called Epix. Uh, and that movie is called St. Maud. Yeah, St. Maud. Uh, have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but boy, oh boy, this thing, they've been they've drugged this one through the year. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, through 2020 and into 2021, and everybody's been waiting. And what a, I'm going to look, no disrespect and actually some of our friends at A24 might actually listen. Usually I say the distributor is not listening to the podcast, yeah. but we've got friends at A24 who probably are listening to the podcast. Thank you so much, first of all. Yeah, but thanks I, for uh, everything, by the way. Right, right. but... <laughs> uh, big fan. <laughs> now, don't get mad at me and hold back the films, please. Um, but damn it, why? I really I feel like it's a shame to see this thing go just straight into the VOD world. I, I think it's because of awards qualification purposes. I don't care, A24. I, 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 I don't care. The good news is St. Maud is great. It lived up to all of my expectations okay. and then some. This is uh, a movie about a young woman, a nurse, uh, who takes a job uh, as a hospice nurse for uh, a, a woman dying of cancer, yeah. played by the great Jennifer Ely. Um, she is kind of a uh, new religious convert um, who uh, has moments of religious ecstasy um, and views it as her mission, um, perhaps her God-given mission, to save the soul of this woman uh, mm -hmm. that she has become, she's become the nurse of. Um, and it is a descent into madness. Um, <laughs> as H24 will sometimes deliver to us. You know, us. it reminded me, uh, it, it reminded me most incidentally of a movie that we talked about fairly recently black swan yeah uh in that it is entirely the subjective experience of somebody who is losing their grip on reality i don't hate that um yeah it's it's a great movie with a great lead performance and i'm gonna butcher the lead actress's you know name because she's sure. welsh and i don't know how to pronounce her first name i'm sorry uh her name's morfid clark but that's spelled with more d's than mm. you would expect and i i genuinely don't know how to pronounce it so so apologies. It's probably said with an accent that we wouldn't understand anyway. I, I so. know. Um, but it's the feature debut of a uh, writer-director named Rose Glass. And um, yeah. boy, this is a promising debut. Well, I am excited about this. I, it's been on my radar for so long. I tried to book it many times yeah. when it had a different sort of date hanging out there. And um, you know what? I, maybe, just maybe, uh, we'll throw it on the screen at the cinema anyway. Because if you're saying it's this good, I want to see it theatrically. Yes. Let's see what we can do. Well, the other movie I'm going to mention, yeah. the other new release, is definitely a movie you should book on the big screen. Because if there is ever a 
uh, a cult comedy in the making uh, that will draw uh, raucous crowds uh, and appreciative laughter. Uh, they will they will flock yeah. to see uh, the new film from Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo, uh, Barb and Star, okay. go to Vista Del And so Mar. you like it. I, it's, it's been being advertised to me a lot. So good. Okay, great. It's well, so I'm a fan. absurd and stupid and hilarious in the best ways. Okay. Um, Wig and Mumolo got an Oscar nomination for writing Bridesmaids. Of course, this is their follow-up as writers. Uh, and it is more absurd and ridiculous and um, over-the-top in its comedy style than Bridesmaids. It's more along the lines of a movie like Pop Star or even – you know, going way back, uh, the first Austin Powers movie is kind of a, a comparison hmm. point um, because it has like spy intrigue and broad silliness. Um, but it mostly follows uh, two middle aged women who go on a vacation to Florida and get embroiled in um, an evil mastermind's uh, plot to destroy the city. Um, it co-stars Jamie Dornan, who is better known as Christian Grey in those Fifty Shades movies. Right. He's hilarious. Good for him. Um, I mean, you know, he yeah, it's good that he caught a break, isn't it? Right. Good for um, him. Good Jamie Dornan, uh, who looks like that, uh, <laughs> needed uh, a, a break. Uh, God knows. No, but he's he's so funny. Gets these moments to um, kick sand and passionately sing a love ballad and so forth. Um, and it's just one absurd gag after another. This movie is, I mean, it is truly um, a new absurd comedy classic that I think people are really, really going to dig. Cool. So that I want to see on the big screen, too. That'd be fun. And, you know, you had me at Kristen Wiig. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. So uh, and, and I've seen the I've seen the clips and I, I like the I definitely you know me. I like the conviction. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I will get back to you on that. There are a couple cameos in this movie that are going to like knock you over. I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. What have you been watching? Um, okay, so this is going to surprise you a little bit. Okay. I watched a Netflix original film. Ooh. Um, I believe, and, and I came ill-prepared today. I didn't write down any notes on this particular film, but um, it's called Someone Great. Uh, L- LCD sound system title. Um, yeah, okay. I've heard of this. I haven't seen it. So it is a. It is also falls in line with the with the breakup films. Uh huh. Um, and it is a. It is female written and directed, I believe, and uh, and also totally female led cast. Mm-hmm. Brittany, uh, Brittany Snow is the only name that I can kind of remember, even though there's a bunch of famous folks in here. But again, I didn't do my didn't do my good homework. Um, I actually liked it. Yeah. It's fine. It's not. You know what? It's not. Uh, Nothing to write home about, nothing to, you know, I mean, it's not going to stay on any list. Um, but for like original content, just kind of being thrown out there and, and, you know, onto Netflix, it's, um, it's pretty darn, it's pretty enjoyable. And I appreciate the sort of, uh, this approach where it's women who are sort of entering into their 30s, mm-hmm. um, early 30s, even though I think most of the actors skew a little older than that. And it's pretty typical. Um, and one of them's going through a breakup because she's been, the inciting incident is that she's gotten a job out of town. And so it's a bit of a breakup with her, with her significant other, but it's also a breakup in some ways, I wouldn't say total breakup, but a sort of reconfiguration of how those, how that sort of that, that three way friendship is going to evolve as she begins to, to pursue some professional goals outside of New York city. Um, And, and it's, it's fun. What I, what I, what I appreciate about it though, is kind of what I was getting at is that there's, you know, there's some drug use that's not, problematic it's just sort of what they do Mm -hmm. and i think that's 
I, I think that's very rooted in reality. You know, I think, you know, people, it's, it's like, you know, it's not, they're not punished for it. It's not, and it's not, doesn't get any kind of negative, you know, connotation. Well, it's not it. reefer madness. No, it's no reefer madness. It's, yeah. um, and you know, there's a little bit of that in book smart too. Yeah. Uh, and so it has that kind. It has a little bit of a like a older, excuse a little older book smarty kind of vibe, okay. but not nearly as good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the, yeah, there's some fun stuff, and one of the characters is queer, and I appreciate that. And it, again, that's not a relationship that they're coming to terms with, or you know, it's just part of the the texture of the film. So there's some stuff like that that's 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 sort of nice, and um, and a, I, you know, I came to appreciate. But overall, just a good film. Cool. I don't know that I highly recommend it. You know, if you're looking for something really light. Want to just eat dinner too, or something? Um, there you go. All right. And uh, other than that, you know, there's a there's a film that I saw recently that you are familiar with called Summer of Soul. Yeah. And it's a freaking great film. So and good. I, I'm not even going to say much more about it. Um, it's well, you want to set it up just a little bit. It's yeah. It's a, it's a documentary film directed by Questlove, um, famed uh, drummer of the Roots. Um, and it, it's a sort of a, a concert film, but it's more than that. Um, it is. It, it has its interviews and vignettes and incorporates a lot of the context of this um, uh, Harlem Music Festival uh, from 1969 uh, that featured some of the most important and groundbreaking and formative black musicians of the day. Stevie Wonder. Um, Mavis Staples, uh, Pop Staples, and and, and uh, the Staples Sisters. And then a lot of artists I wasn't terribly familiar with, which is part of what I loved about it, oh, because yeah. I really, really enjoyed uh, seeing it. And, and the cool thing to me about this film, it's such a powerhouse film. It's a great drive-in film. It has um, got so much energy behind it, and it is it is a, such a feat. But part of what I really love about it is this is this is the same year as Woodstock. Yep. This is like within just just a few months of Woodstock, uh, but nobody really talked about it, knows about it, you know. And it's a it's such a great. There's a, a lot of historical context given, and and part of that is there was like the sort of temperature, so to speak, in Harlem. This was a way to redirect some energy, um, and 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 to bring something positive, um, and maybe even sort of put things on a little bit of a different sort of. S- you know, sort of political route. Yeah. Um, and so really interesting. It, it talks a lot about the, the, the organizer of the event, which was cool to hear, but more than any of that, this footage has just sat in some, this is at least the allure around it is the footage is just sat in somebody's basement for 50 years and they've restored it and nobody's seen this. And I this mean, is the first time we're seeing it. it. It reminded me in that way of amazing grace, the Aretha Franklin yes. documentary, um, which is, you know, other revelatory sort of footage that has been in that case stuck in a legal limbo for who right. knows how many how long how many decades this was literally just sitting in somebody's basement because at the time they shot it and they were you know shopping it around after the success of well the Woodstock film uh, that came out in in the 1970s and any number of other concert movies that became popular like Monterey Pop and all of these things yeah. and nobody was interested in it isn't that wild? It's uh, it's glorious to see this. Footage. Well, we finally get to see it now, thanks to Questlove's brilliant documentary. This is a movie that premiered at Sundance uh, and was purchased by Searchlight Pictures and Hulu in a joint venture. So, ideally, we'll be able to see this on a big screen at some point. But ideally, if I, not, I, I guess it'll be on Hulu at some point. I'm pretty. I'm saying it here. I'm pretty damn determined to see this thing play this year with us in some form. Now, whether that's at the cinema or whether that's at the festival itself, 
this is the kind of this is the exact kind of film I look to open the festival. Yeah. I'll just say it right it, I mean, now. It, it's it the kind, and I, I get ass. it can't you know it can't really timing is everything. It can't do that if it just can't really do that if we're you know if we're if it's on VOD and chances are it will be. But but I'm just telling you that this is one of those big films, these big powerhouse fun films yes. that has so much energy behind it that checks so many boxes and that is just we can really celebrate it. And I, I am going to figure out a way, if at all possible, to put this on a screen at some point in the future well, for us. I'm going to come see it cool. because this movie is amazing. <laughs> It really is. Uh, that's what we're watching. Oh, do you hear that? That's the jumble bumble of the <laughs> slot machine. Jumble bumble is one of the characters in Cats, right? <laughs> it should be. Uh, not played by Taylor Swift. Um, this is that segment, that new segment, that good old new segment, um, where we pick a, it's called Pick a City, where you are going to pick a piece of paper, or I'm going to pick the piece of paper, say it to you, and uh, and then you're going to tell me it's going to have a city on it, and you're going to tell me what film comes to mind. Now, we have some unfinished business from last week. We do, week we because do. Because I picked the city of Phoenix, Arizona, last week. And, and most unfortunately. Yeah, yes. I couldn't think of a film that took place in Phoenix, Arizona, so the homework was to go do some research and find a film that takes place in Phoenix, Arizona, at least in part. And I got to tell you, I felt... Like a real dumb dumb. So it's almost like retractions is in here. Almost. So <laughs> what you, did you come do up you with? know what film starts in Phoenix, Arizona most memorably? Just one sweeping camera. Is it pan. Psycho? Yes, of course. Psycho takes place in Phoenix, Arizona. The first twenty minutes of Psycho yeah. takes place in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm just sitting here like an asshole, not remembering that. You know what? I don't. I didn't think of it either. I didn't think of it either, and yeah, clearly when I went and looked as well, and I was like, "Well, that's what city that was." For some, you know what, you know what gets me screwed up on that. What's that? I and this is kind of funny because I always the Grifters, yeah, and the opening of the Grifters is is a riff on the opening of Psycho, uh-huh. and the and the opening of the Grifters is L.A. Right? It's clearly L.A. Yeah. But what's interesting is the Grifters was also part of the Grifters was also shot in Phoenix. It's on the list of films shot in Phoenix, so no they way. shot some stuff there. Huh. So I don't know what that connection is. We'll look more into that. But interesting that Psycho, yes, indeed, that was it. But I get those two, that that opening scene just kind of blends together. And I always think of Psycho opening as being Los Angeles, which I am wrong. Let's let's yeah. you know let's say it, Phoenix. So yeah, there's some other stuff. Why didn't you think about the Banger Sisters? <laughs> well, I can think of one good reason why I didn't think about the Banger Sisters, which is that nobody has thought about the Banger Sisters since, what, 2002? Nobody's ever thought about it, Corey. That is not a movie I saw. And- also, I just need you to know, this list, Phoenix. oh, Phoenix. Jerry Maguire, some portion of Jerry Maguire was shot there. Would never have guessed Some that. portion of Days of Thunder. So they've had Mr. fucking Thomas Cruise in their city more than once. Well... <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's enough of Phoenix. I mean, no offense, Phoenix, but we've had enough of your ass. So I'm mixing up these these, these pieces of paper. Okay. And th- this is the trick to this thing. There are four cities in front of you. Four cities on pieces of paper. And one of them is a whammy. One of them is a whammy. All okay. Right. So do you want to pick or do you want me to pick? I'll let you pick, but I'm worried. Okay. Brad, you got some some shuffling sound effects here. And here we go. I'm going to go there. All right. Okay. You got you got a big one. Okay. You, you, you dodged a bullet. That means you got to be on point, though. All right. You got Chicago. Chicago. Um, and you can't say Chicago. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't that, do w- it. that didn't even occur to me. Okay. Um, the, the first thing that comes to mind, I mean, 
virtually every movie that John Hughes ever made is set in Chicago, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's like a ton that I could draw from. But um, the one that comes to mind, even though very little of it actually takes place in Chicago, is a movie that I just watched for the first time yeah. over the holidays, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay. Um, they're trying to get to Chicago. Steve Martin's businessman character, obviously, uh, in New York for business, trying to get home to Chicago for Thanksgiving. But a combination of weather and rotten luck yeah. uh, leaves him stranded uh, and teaming up with John Candy's gregarious um, uh, salesman character to to get home. And, of course, mishaps and mayhem as, ensue. As, as they do. I've got two here okay. that come to mind very quickly. Candyman, uh huh. Clearly, uh huh. Cabrini Green being highly represented in that God. one. Do you know what? I cannot wait for this new movie. I'm excited too. I'm so I excited. like the original, but I am excited. And then, of course, the second is Ferris Bueller's Day Off because they do have a the. the uh, that's kind of my favorite part of the film. That's is when it, they're kind running of a, around. Not the parade. I don't yeah. love the parade scene. The parade scene goes too far for me. He's it's just too much. But when they're at the art museum, that is the scene that I will that I will actually point to when people say that and like you will say that Ferris Bueller isn't a good good, good film. There's something about the scene in the art museum that I'm so taken by and um, is so fun. I also love the restaurant stuff too, but I really love the art museum scene a lot. Yeah, and that is very Chicago. Do you know? what else takes place in chicago no transformers I mean, sure. dark of the moon oh, shit. the city so, being destroyed by transformers the city of chicago from a different episode <laughs> anyway uh that's pick a city you did good thank you thanks for listening to side talks where your own personal cinematic cole and dylan sprouse so one of them is Hot Jughead, and the other one, I don't know. One of them's Hot Jughead, the other one's not Hot Jughead. Oh, that's how you remember them. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, glad we could keep them straight that way. Oh, twins. Um, so uh, thanks to Boutwell Studios for producing our fine program. Most definitely. Uh, thanks to Splash 96 for the theme song, the music that we play every single time. We love it. We do love it. And uh, at Sidewalk Film the socials there sidewalkfest.com and thank you for listening bye batwell studios podcast division your words our expertise